0: watching this field for a long time and i've watched within the ranks of, of people who practice natural medicine the standardized medicine coming on standardized medicine so we're going to make this medicine so it's built to a standard of active ingredient that's not natural sorry it's not natural. It's medicine for the masses, it's one size fits all, it's measurable, it's usually overdosed. So many of our medicines are endangered and becoming extinct. my plant is a lot more than its active ingredient. It's, it's a whole wonderful being in its own right and it doesn't depend on us for its value. <laughs>
1: Well, hello and welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Finding Equilibrium show. I'm Lawrence Mitchell and I'm delighted to be here, delighted you're here and delighted that my guest today is the wonderful Nancy Evelyn. Uh, Nancy, how are you today? And uh, Nancy is a, how can I describe you? You've, you've done so many things, but you're a herbalist, an iridologist, uh, the founder of um, Estuary Learning. I'd love to talk a bit more about that. You're also an astrologer. I mean, you've, you've done so many things and a real advocate for natural healing. So I'm very excited to, to speak to you. Uh, today thank you so much for um, for spe- spending some time with us how are you today
0: I'm well thank you yeah
1: and where where are you you're in I'm in
0: Newcastle where um all things viral are popping oh. at the moment.
1: <laughs> it's really like
0: the end of the year this is your pa- your last podcast for the year I take it,
1: it uh, I, I'm doing a few but yes no absolutely yeah. uh, it, yeah. we're, we're getting towards the end of the year and I think we're all looking forward to a mental break I know I am just uh it's been it's been what, what, what word would you describe 2021 for you has it been
0: it's been an ongoing I, I describe these years as we've spoken about before as the inter years I think these are the years between between all of the, the that sense of social cohesion that we used to have where we believed in certain institutions that they would be there the next day that you know the things like banks and insurances, <laughs> the police mm. would come when you rang and, the, you know, all of the things you would believe in once upon a time if you were a church person in churches, schools, institutions that you would believe in, democracy, our forms of government, things that mm. were reliable mm. are not. Yeah, the- are In fact, have been shown to be corrupt, every one of them, one by one by one. Um, Since 2008, when Pluto went into Capricorn and did its job (laughs) of reaching deep, deep down to show you the corruption and to basically um, dismantle and to break down and and in order to renew. So we're watching one thing. Since 2008, the global financial crisis has taken out one after another of those things we used to rely on for social cohesion. grounded to dust, and as yet nothing is in its place. And so we have chaos,
1: Chaos, yeah.
0: and in place of social cohesion, what we have is over-governance, order, over-control. So we have that dual thing that we say, there's this lack of um, cohesion, so that goes to chaos. So, oh, here's the knee-jerk reaction, over-control, over-governance. And that has um, really come to the fore in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that um, in t- it, what it does is, oh, there's so much fear. Oh, there's that much control. And then w- who do you fear more, the fear or the control? You know, I mean, it just, it just gets crazy. So equilibrium in the inter-years is really very much a delicate balance. I I'm, I'm, I'm understand why you were called to that concept because it is that journey Mm.
1: um
0: and we have so many tools in natural medicine to keep that equilibrium while we're in journey yes
1: and and i'd love to for for me a tool that has been incredibly valuable has been connecting to nature i mean living like i've been in australia now for five years and if, if you're going to get stuck anywhere, this is a good place to be stuck. Because I've got the beach and the, the the national park, and it's amazing. And for me, just being surrounded by the plants. I mean, we often think of ourselves as separate from nature, and I guess what's become very apparent to me is that we are we are nature. You know, we're very integrated with them, with the natural world, and we need we we need the natural world to be in equilibrium to to thrive. And that's such a shift. Like I I look at the way we're we've tried to separate ourselves and create those structures that have really separated us uh, ourselves from from the natural world whereas the truth is where that the, the um the tools of healing are all around us i'd love to understand before we get into some of the tools but i'd love to understand what inspired you in the first place because you've been into into this uh, into Herbalism and uh, the power of um, of natural healing for a long time, but was there a moment in time that suddenly you kind of got it? Or
0: yeah, I think it was what it was was you live it, you live the life, you walk the life. Your your grown ups when you are a kid have an influence, and and then there's a destiny. Then you're called. Um, we each of us are purpose built for our generation, mm-hmm. and then people in this point we turn around and we go, what, who would bring a baby into the world into this world who would bring a child into this world we don't know if there's going to be water enough or food enough or we have no sense of what's going to happen will they be able to digest plastic we go on and on how much nutrition can you get out of digesting a credit card of plastic a week how how can you do that and the answer is at the end of the day you know they are fit for purpose the children are are life affirming in this time of a great turmoil and, and, and turning over. And, and there's always been a bit of a baby boom at times um, of uncertainty. And I think it's because they are the, the hope for the future. They're the, that symbol of, of future. Um, but they are also purpose-built. They come in with the skills of their generation. And you look at the leaders that are coming up now, like, like um, Greta Thunberg and, and Malala, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, th- th- those, these leaders that are coming into, they're just so purpose-built for this next stretch mm-hmm. um, that it gives me a sense of hope, but more a sense of um, like the, ha- the world will be in good hands again. Um, I, I don't know where we were going with that. I went back, back to earth. I'm not sure I got caught in our place in destiny. Destiny, I was purpose-built for my age. And I, um for me, the, the sliding glass was, um, I, I met Dorothy Hall, my teacher, when I was quite young. And I was like uh, 21. And I would yeah, just come to Australia and I've always been a plant person. I'm on my knees <laughs> at the park at the tail end of Darling Street. And, looking at these tiny flowers I hadn't seen before and that's where I met Dorothy who was my teacher who who found me there and basically put a butterfly net over my head and pulled me into her class and I just never looked back I just found my it you know when the iris comes up on the screen because they used to teach screens were like out there once upon a time and so this is this is going like from the early 70s and you just know them you do, it was like this memory came back and boom okay I'm home wow. and so um from that point on and she was an excellent teacher she was young and vital and bound wow. loved it and taught everything she knew and it was wonderful but keep in mind we're talking about times when when people went to study naturopathy naturopathy earth was part of that course people would go because they wanted to learn about herbal medicine and homeopathic medicine and massage and energetic medicine, you know, acupressure to um, Shiatsu and stuff were part of the naturopathic approach in the 70s and the 80s, and even the 90s when things started to change. Uh, Being a naturopath meant that you knew a little bit about everything and then you could choose which one you would move to. But what you got from that grounding was common sense know-how of taking care of a sick person following the laws of nature. But Earth has been taken out of natural medicine. So natural medicine now, naturopathy, is a study of modern biopharma. So these are supplements. These are not even natural medicines anymore. These are mixes of high-dose minerals mixed with some herbs and some evidence-based, and I'm throwing it away like it's simple. It's, it's a study of its own, but it sure is not old-world traditional medicine. Mm. Just, what natu- what Estuary Learning has done, what we're doing now on the bridge to what we're gonna to bring to the table in the, when we're on the other side of this change is to put the earth back in natural medicine, our natural earth medicine, where mm. the plant is the whole plant, not the active ingredient.
1: Yeah, absolutely so so would you just to kind of paraphrase what 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 you said so would you say that the difference like a lot of people go to see an a naturopath today and and go away with those formulas so would you say that the difference is Traditionally, it's very holistic, like we recognize that, that everything is whole and just taking out an, an active ingredient on its own is not going to have the impact as if you look at uh, things in a much right. more holistic. It's, is that how you'd see it? Or?
0: That is how I see it. How, well, it's, it's almost how I see it. Um, I've been watching this field for a long time and I've watched within my ranks, within the ranks of, of people who practice natural medicine the standardized medicine coming on, standardized medicine. So we're going to make this medicine. So it's built to a standard of active ingredient. That's not natural. Sorry. It's not natural. It's medicine for the masses. It's one size fits all. It's measurable. It's usually overdosed on a small planet. That's losing its climate. We have to be so many of our medicines are, um, endangered and becoming extinct and we're going into replanting, we need smaller doses of whole with a W, whole and entire plant. And that means respecting the entire plant, not for its active ingredient. It would be like saying, you know, um, I, I often say this to someone, oh, this is so-and-so, you know, we love her because she's a Scorpio rising. go, <laughs> you know, Oh, she's a lot more than that. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, my plant is a lot more than its active ingredient. It's it's a whole wonderful being in its own right, and it doesn't depend on us for its value.
1: Mm. So 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 interesting talking to you. One area I'd love to talk about in terms of different tools is the, um, I'm probably going to say this uh, pronounces incorrectly, but the uh, bark flowers or the bark yeah. flowers. Okay. <laughs> uh, because I know that's an area, and uh, to be honest, that, my knowledge of, of, of backflowers has only really come in the last, I'd say 12 months. And uh, I'd love to oh, understand. Goodness. It is wonderful. And it, again, I keep-
0: This is like the, the, the spirit of herbal medicine, if you like. This is like the essence. They're called flower essences. And um, although the backflower remedies are English, we have so many English flowers right here. I mean, so many plants are called Englishman's foot because they went wherever they were you know so and and the the good and the bad it means that the earth is a smaller place for a herbalist <laughs> you know you just but wherever it is wherever you find yourself that's the plants you need to know so what what neighborhood you find yourself in you should know the medicine that grows around you that you walk past on your footpath mm. that's medicine you're crossing you know whether mm. it's the the chickweed or the dandelions or the verbena that's growing or the whatever it is the thistles. so whatever you're doing you you should know how to use your own medicine Mm. cooch you know simple cooch grass for bladder infections it's just stunning so you so these are medicines that we take so for granted and just in the old days we were always know the medicines that grew around us um so the flowers are different if See, we're, we're Ed, Edward Bach, we call him Bach. In England, he's Batch. So in Australia, we call him Edward Bach. Um, he founded, developed a process that involved a balance of earth, air, fire, and water in the, in, in the distilling of the essence of the flower into water. And he preserved that with brandy, which is kind of nice. Mm. And, but, but the thing is, the equivalent of what you get, and it's, it's done with intention. Now, he was a highly street physician, right? So he's a pretty up there kind of guy in the 1920s. But he was um, one of those librans who didn't like inflicting pain in the name of healing. And he moved into homeopathy. What you don't realize is that he was involved in no sods. No sods are bowel bacteria in homeopathic doses, right? They would be the original fecal transplants that people are talking about. Now go, I know all about that. We have a whole history of this. But he, that's not what he's known for. Within homeopathy, he's known for his nosodes. And so here he developed these, he cleaned up these bowel bacteria, used them in infinitesimally small doses, and he fed them to people according not to their disease, but their personality interesting. And the flower is the same because he decided that homeopathy also inflicted a little too much suffering in the way of the aggravation period that homeopathy can. can. You know when you use a homeopathic remedy and it's spot on. Right. Yes. Right. Got it. And it's presenting the whole you're, you're proving the remedy. Your dose is wrong. You need less.
1: Okay, so that's what you're doing all the time, is trying Thank to get that.
0: Oh, you do right. so that. So what he did with the flowers was look at the essence of the plant. He was looking at dew on the flower. You know, like if you look at the any any of the flowers in, in the morning dew, and you can see that there's this r- radioactive kind of intensifying, and, and just to taste the dew on the morning flowers. You do it, don't you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, uh,
0: these are flower essences in nature. So what he's done, he's taken a crystal glass. He's taken water, purified water. He's got um, brandy is with it. Although I think that's just water in the first batch. And he picks the flowers off with leaves and sits with it in the sun. In Australia, there's no more than three hours or you'll burn it, but the intention is you're sitting with that plant the day before, you're in meditation with the plant, you're connected to the plant spirit, you're completely making a a high vibrational medicine, right? So Mm. your intention is to use this plant in a healing capacity, you're in tune with the plant. The flowers being the spirit of the plant go into the water, you sit with it in meditation in the sun, let the sun do its work into it, in your mother tincture is born from that you use even less so i think that at the end of the day i'll just reach over here and i think it says something like one part per twenty-two thousand. it's not really measurable mm-hmm. so at best if you were going to analyze this according to whatever analysis it would be to measure how much flowers actually in agrimony It would be probably not measurable. It would be maybe a drop in a bathtub. And yet it has a predictable response. I can give it to a dog and get a predictable response. They don't believe it. They don't have to believe it. It's not faith medicine. You're itchy. I give you impatience. You stop scratching. You're barking all the time. I give you Heather. You stop. You know, it's... (laughs) And Heather is...
1: Yeah. is the
0: remedy. <laughs>
1: exactly. So it very much is about finding equilibrium. So in those situations, you're out of equilibrium, then you're trying to find the remedy, the right, the almost the exact precise doses <laughs> that will bring you back into equilibrium to have that, that, that the,
0: response. The phrase he used was neutralize. So Edward Bach called it neutralizing negative states. Right, and he worked on three levels, and this is interesting too in terms of mind, body, spirit. So that's equilibrium as as defined by somebody who was out and about in the 20s and the 30s, and right, last 100 years ago, I'm talking, (laughs) and he um, neutralizing negative states, specific negative states, with the specific remedy. I'm going to pick one out perfect for our times,
1: Mm.
0: I'm going to pick out gentian, right. Now, this is yellow gentian, this is not gentian violet. (laughs) Yellow gentian is the remedy for heartbreak along the lines where you put your whole heart and soul into something and it falls through. This Mm. is a remedy we give children a lot whose parents are, um, even even the parents that knock the kids, you know, boom. And you find the children crawl crawl all over the parent who's crying when they realize that they did this out Mm. of stress or whatever. Um, and the child has that compassionate to embrace the compassion to embrace the parent that just knocked it across the room.
1: Mm.
0: We all know this. This is life. Mm. You give that, that, that's that gentian feeling that your heart sinks, sinks right down into your stomach. Your, it's, 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 it's abandonment, it's rejection, it's you put your whole heart there and it falls apart. And you, you've got that whole image of holding hearts regenerate. You give them a chance and they regenerate. The energy that's pulling down with tension comes up. It neutralizes that space. We're finding it now. I use that example. It's probably quite good in lockdown where frustrations go to such a degree and you're trying to homeschool someone when you haven't got anywhere near the skills homeschool anyone <laughs> um and just that sheer impatience of and rejection and gentian for everybody because the parents don't want to do it or you know it just mm. comes like that but take the business owner who puts their whole heart and soul into this little business and and all of the, the financial support goes to the big guys and the little guys are closing down left right and center and mm. then and their whole heart is in it and their heart is sinking down. Mm. Gentian is about equilibrium there where you can say, how do I hold it? How can I, um, the, the, the word of last year, last year's word, pivot this business to make it effective. Um, how can I get past this sense of failure? Yes. So grief, we have a lot of grief on the menu at the moment. Mm. Different grief. So, the, the loss of the ideal, the loss of the, you know, you, people who were just starting out with new plans got shelved. And sometimes with all their life savings in it, you know, mm. there's, there's a lot of grief. And then there's the grief of people who have lost people, the death grief, which Genshin is very useful for. But the Red suva Frangipani, which is not one of Bach's, this is, uh, this is in the Australian bushflower kit, but it's it's um, Suva, New Guinea, isn't it? Oh, where am I? Fiji? Where is Suva? I've lost it.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure, actually.
0: Um... Oh, who am I asking? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I've read Suva. Fashion. It's Suva. Somebody look it up. This is what I was saying fast. Somebody look that up. I've lost it. it it's in the bushflower set and it is, um, anybody listening to that is yelling the answer at us, <laughs> but it is the red-hearted fragile penny, and you know, it's a deep red heart, we see it all over Australia, the remedy there is for such a deep loss, like the death of someone you love, where you feel like you're just bleeding out on the inside, such a devastation, it's such a loss that there's there's nothing for it. You know, you're just bleeding out emotionally. Mm. You take this, you can get through the funeral. You can get through not being with the person in their last breath. All of the sort of ways that people are dying on, in the last few years, different from before of not being able to be with that person. Yeah. Mm. Um, this is the remedy that would help you through that terrible time where you feel like you can't fully grieve because you're not there. Mm. this is equally true for people who lose people overseas and they can't get there yeah.
1: so mm. so so it's like it helps you to accept because i think going back to what you said right at the beginning that these are the inter years i really like that and how do we get through the inter- and there's a huge amount of loss you know we've all been affected by it you know i i love traveling i can't travel you know so there's all these things or you no, everything tra-
0: from a single <laughs> disappointment to a full-on grief
1: absolutely go through to the, some of those things you said so taking these flower remedies they can help you accept and balance and have i guess what i hear is have the strength or the energy to figure Take out what to step. do next yeah exactly so Take you're not just step. Yeah, to take the next step, because there's always a next step. I love that.
0: I think it's fair to say in those instances when you lose somebody so close and when the death is nowhere near what you would have hoped for that person. Mm. Um, it What you find with the red frangipani is that it, it kind of gives it a seal so that you stop bleeding out. Mm. You still have a hole in the middle and, and you will keep walking and you'll go through your whatever years of, Everything that you need to do to readjust your life, but you're not bleeding out.
1: Mm. Yeah, you're containing it. I like that. I, I like that feeling. Yeah. And would you? And how long would you take that for? Like, would that be something you would take for a long period or is you, it? A...
0: You can take it as frequently as you like. You take it in very small doses. You know, it's just right. like a couple of drop or a couple of drops on your tongue. Um, but you can take it for as long as you need. Really, you outgrow them. Um, and then you move on to another, another state. So with, with that kind of grief, you might need it maybe for six months. And there's no real hard, fast rule if you're using it for emotional reasons to take it three times a day. You know, there's nothing there that says, there's no rule there that can't be broken. If you carry mm. it with you and every time you feel like you're going to break in a million pieces, you <laughs> put a couple of drops on your tongue. Rescue remedy is a blend of... Uh, and,
1: and where would where would you access these um, these these different flowers? Would you w- would you
0: most pharmacies these days carry rescue remedies? Okay. Um see a see a herbalist, see a natural therapist who works in traditional medicine. Um you see, none of these remedies I, I think would go through the evidence base. Evidence base is a tricky way of saying if I don't find a um if 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 somebody doesn't imagine that there would be a product they can market at the end of it, no one's going to really study it. Mm. <laughs> really. So if it hasn't been studied, then your line goes, there is no evidence that this works. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, so which which means there's no, not a lot of money here. So let's go.
0: <laughs> but what it means is basically you're not allowed to teach it.
1: Mm
0: that's where S3 learning comes in because that's where over governance comes in. Who's behind here? You're not allowed to teach it. I'm not allowed to teach. I've been working 40 years, whatever. I'm not allowed to teach it. I'm not allowed to teach what I know because I'm not fit to be a teacher. <laughs> and then somebody else is not fit to teach what they know because it's traditional and not evidence-based. So what it is, is it's a heavily censored um, it's a it, it's a fairly heavily censored program mm. of what's well, available.
1: It's interesting. What does it mean? Like we hear this a lot: evidence based. What does that mean? Does that mean you know blind uh, double double blind studies? You know, is yeah. that what it means? Yeah.
0: It it means that studies have had to have been done and written up and peer reviewed. But a lot of these studies are animal studies based on animals. A lot of these studies are based on active ingredients, isolated. Um, A lot of these studies uh, uh, don't bear the scrutiny once once they've gone through a literary review. Um, We do have a group of fabulous, you see, academics, um, research, is also part of herbal medicine. Academic research is a very important part of herbal medicine because what happens there is then you can review the reviews and mm. you have the skills to understand what's a good test and what's a bad test and what's not appropriate test. Whereas someone who's a clinical person like me, that's not my field. Mm. I don't have that kind of mind. I have a mind of what's wrong with you. Here's my plant. Let's test this. How does this do? Different mind, different works completely differently. But people mm. who study, People who analyze and analyze literary l- the, 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 the literary reviews of academic research are coming up with all kinds of mistakes that are totally inappropriate to put to natural medicine. And um, and they're fabulous, like the Sue Evans, you mm. should talk to her, she's pretty spectacular. Um, and and what she's doing with her mob. Um, pulling together an incredible amount of academic research into evidence of natural medicine. Mm -hmm. But that's not what we're about. We're about traditional. Sure. And so, so much of the time, when you do look at it, um, the modern actually justifies how it's been used.
1: It's interesting. You mentioned Estuary Learning. I'd love to understand a little bit more about um, what your what your purpose is. Uh, I, I know it's about um, uh, about preserving knowledge, um, but I, I'd love to to understand what, what it is and how people can get involved.
0: How? Okay. Well, we are a collaborative movement of um, mentors and practitioners. There's a lot of educators among us. Um, we come from clinical experience and we come from quite a vast. we've gathered between us a vast wisdom of uh, nutritional medicine and plant-based medicine and homeopathy and energy medicine. And we are just it's, it's about the flow of energy through the plant, through the person. It's the traditional medicine. Uh, but we are a group of people who are dedicated to keeping the knowledge alive regardless of the politics of the day, Mm. just regardless. So that whatever the politics of the day are, whatever the governance of the day is, is a fashion. It's simply a fashion when the medicine and the culture of the medicine that we represent, which is natural earth medicine, which involves not just the plant, but the energy of the plant and not just the person, but the energy of the person and the balance of mind, body, spirit, mm. heart. Yeah? Mm. Um, and its connection to earth and earth's connection to the cosmos, the cycles of life. This is medicine. This is earth medicine. So what we do is it's very important that people keep going and getting their pieces of paper and being able to practice. Our job is, when you want to learn more, we're here. We're not a school, but we fill in the gaps. Uh, You wanted to study this, you wound up studying that, that's your ticket out, but please finish. We need you to be able to practice in the world, but take the history with you. Take the culture with you. So our job is to keep the culture alive.
1: Mm, That's wonderful. So do you do courses? Uh, I know you you have a a newsletter, but what what are the actual mechanisms that can engage people to achieve that um, that purpose?
0: We are not a school. What we are is uh, a group of of people who do teach. Um, We make our prices very available for our members. We present, we do presentations. So, what happens is in our education committee, we're a committee based organization. Everybody puts in, it's a not for profit organization. So, we might have a panel discussion on, on anything. You know, like uh, we have, we have a, a mentoring group that does presentations on nurturing the practitioner and the sorts of skills required not to burn out, for instance, and how to survive in the, in, in, in the modern world as a natural practitioner. But the other one that we do is we'll do things like, um, whether it's herbs for people in menopause, for instance, women in menopause, and you'll have it from different angles and different people. We have um, kitchen medicine and everything from poultices, you know, old fashioned medicine, everything from poultices to you name it. Um, how, uh, case studies, we do something called a mind meld every month. Wow. which is somebody takes a person and presents their presents their uh, their case their iris their background whatever it is their whatever it is their modality is because we ex- we we embrace the widest possible expression of natural earth medicine that is the embrace
1: that's wonderful. So you're so it's practitioners, you're learning, and then the, the 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 actual practitioners, are they, is there like a list that is available to the public who's looking? So to, public, uh,
0: we're not actually for the public. Hmm. We are for the public in the sense that um, people, if you see a practitioner who is a member of Osteria Learning, you're going to have access to a lot more, um, you know, it, it ripples out. We, we, uh, you're, you can be a member a a subscriber to our newsletter. A newsletter, uh, goes out every two months and there's some really lovely stuff in our newsletter. Mm -hmm. Um, but our practitioners, um, and our students who are wanting to be practitioners and people who live the life who want to be an associate member, you know, that they're involved, Mm -hmm. um, that, that in a sense, is behind the full membership. So anybody can be a subscriber, and please do, do subscribe. Mm. Um, And um, there's all sorts of tips in our newsletter. Um, But our our members' newsletter is much more instructive. It's much more everything from practical... um, Name me something <laughs> i've hit a magical <laughs> pra- like,
1: tools yeah. yeah magical
0: magical, yeah. Tools, magical tools, tools yeah and and um so and also invitations to our um quite extensive now library we have created a library of um all our members presentations and all of what we call the mind melds so you see if you if you put a a, a a case i'm going to say a case but we treat people like people we don't ever treat the disease that's not mm. our way
1: yes we and don't that, ever
0: treat the disease doesn't
1: and, and, and that is the fundamental difference as i understand it you're, you're treating the whole person the whole
0: person to help
1: them get back to balance as opposed to Absolutely. this condition or this um, this this um, this disease so a
0: herbalist may present the case but we've got a screen full of little faces from every different modality going, well, I, I think if we did some resource therapy, we would find some. And somebody else is saying, I think with raw, you know, rekindling <laughs> wisdom, we would go and then energetically here and homeopathically, I think that remedy would come in here and then herbs at a different wow. dose. And so it's real knock around.
1: Wow, amazing. So you're really, it's a real collaboration. You're bringing together all all of this different knowledge, but it's all focused on healing the the whole person, I guess. Yeah,
0: that's what it's about. And just, it's about maintaining the connection, which is another one of your words. hmm. That's what balance is about, is the connection. hmm. You're wobbly on your foot and the the rope we're walking on, (laughs) and the person next to you holds your arm so you're steady. That's yeah. what we're
1: about. Yeah. And that's, it's, uh, you know, I've got my model, but, but connection is the middle pillar. There's five pillars and connection, because uh, exactly as you say, it's like if it was balancing, you know, ultimately connection to self, to other people, to the earth, to the plants, to, you know, to the animals, uh, it's all uh, to the cosmos. You know, it's all connection. And if you're feeling disconnected, then, you know, you're out of balance, you're out of uh, out of equilibrium. And <laughs> just, just moving on we're almost out of time but there's so many questions i think we'll definitely have to do a, a part two but <laughs> you know, you wrote a book and um, the um the herbal medicine chest you know back in 1986 i think it was. it was' a long time a, a long time ago but i'm, I'm curious whether that book, it's still relevant today or whether there's things that have moved on because it's no. a, um, a handbook for everyday problems i think is what is is uh, is what you is what you called it and it feels that that, have that you see it? i've I, i've uh, I, I haven't i haven't had a, had a chance to look at it in detail but it's i've seen it online still- there. Yeah, I, th- I think there are, I tried to get a copy the other the other day, and I think there are some some copies available on um, on Amazon. So um, but
0: I haven't it, seen royalties for it since 1992. Okay, okay. It has its own life. It just mm. went out. And you know what? Who cares? Mm. You know, really, I just I just couldn't go anywhere near caring about that. But it went out. It went to the United States, and there it got lost found its way wherever it finds its way it it finds its way I I, I lost track of it
1: yes but yeah
0: nothing has changed everything that's in it is still today I could I could reprint it which maybe I will who knows who knows Mm -hmm. but the point is that it's out there if you can get a copy get one and everything in it is still just as vital as it it was now it talks about herbs you're not supposed to use but you will again one day you know, he talks about comfrey. Yeah, we use it. Yeah, go talks about <laughs> garlic and talk. Tong- it just is plain speaking. <laughs> but it came out of a workshop I did in Brisbane, uh, which was just a, that was a, has always been my way with my clinic. Wherever I went, I would just open up little classes for anybody who was interested in anything. Like of my of my clients, I would invite them invite them to a class i'm just doing this little class on flower remedies for instance Mm. you like them you're good at them and (laughs) invite 10 people and out of those 10 four would turn out to be practitioners
1: right
0: (laughs) it's like ooh, you know you 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 get that kind of um i see you (laughs) it's like you got the magic and you, you 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 your people you go places to find your people So I think that estuary learning is, in a sense, is good for anybody who wants to learn more and wants to study. Whatever course you're doing, um, join us as a student. If this is your medicine and you get that calling that says, I'm connected to the earth, I'm connected to the old ways, no one's teaching what I want to learn, I'm just enrolled in this course here and it's a la la la, apply. So our main thing is not so much your 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 credentials in in the way of how many pieces of paper you have it's are you a fit are you generous with your knowledge
1: mm-hmm. are you
0: nurturing are you kind do you respect all forms of natural healing and not just your own mm. you know those are the things that we look at
1: that sounds wonderful we're we're almost out of time. Uh, the, um, I mean, la- last last question, and I ask. I'm just getting
0: about, uh, relaxed.
1: <laughs> we can t- continue. I've got uh, uh, t- two more questions. Uh, the <laughs> what what one question I ask all of my guests is: What does finding equilibrium mean to you? I'd love your your perspective on on that.
0: I think the answer is in mindfulness. I really do I think the answer is in being able to get to that moment before the reaction to just go i'm that is that is not necessary
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't always get there hey I, I just you know open my mouth and the horse bolts, but it's like um that that is the answer that's the that's the the goal at any rate is to to get there before it it, um explodes and ruins the day Mm. um equilibrium to me is um being able to move slower in a fast world Mm. and just taking the time to be um in touch with your world around you I, i i i like i have a very dear friend of mine is, is a pigeon who calls in. It's a wild pigeon that he calls in. We call him Dodo, and he just they're just that kind of interspecies friendships are really important to me, and connect me to the wild. And I have particular birds. So I'm very bird centric and dog centric, and and connected that way. Um, I think to get out of that position of thinking that you're. That humans are special. Yes, I
1: think that's that's very true. I mean, I so living here. I've learned because growing up in England, we didn't have an indigenous community, whereas of course in Australia we do. And uh, and uh, aren't
0: the uh, druids indigenous?
1: Well, <laughs> they kind of are, but it's a um, it's not the same as coming uh, as coming here, where you've got um, you know a more. A more visible uh, indigenous uh, community. We have, in that, we have a
0: very strong, living Aboriginal culture that goes back forever and ever, and did wonderful things with this earth. Yeah. Before other indigenous people from other indigenous <laughs> came and took over.
1: I know it's interesting, but you can't help to feel when when you listen to some of the indigenous elders and they talk about living in harmony with them um, with the earth, you can't help to feel that they've got it right. And somewhere along the line, we've got it wrong, and we're looking to almost come back to what we've already known, because that kind of feels to me and you may you may disagree with this, but often we see modern science proving what indigenous communities have known all along. Yeah. and then. we feel that we're being very modern and very you know very uh, futuristic and there are some brilliant inventions don't get me wrong but you do feel that if we could really collaborate with modern science modern technology ancient wisdom ancient knowledge and bring it together then of course that's going to provide the most um, balanced world for future generations to exist and it requires quite a big shift i guess in mindset from um feeling that people because it was the in the aboriginal the indigenous first nation people who who said that to me like i i i i, yes. I, I went to uluru and they said in Indigenous and in Aboriginal culture, we see people at the bottom rather than the top. And it was such a kind of shift. And you think, of course, you know, it's like, of course, of course we're at the bottom because we're so dependent on everything else to be truly healthy. Whereas when we feel that we are at the top, then of course we we have the situation that we have in many parts and we destroy Absolutely. things.
0: Absolutely. I think the, the, the thing for me is that, why does it have to be that it's only when things are so out of control and so ruined that we go back to the people who know how to regulate it, who have been so disregarded to fix it. Mm. Um, you know, like, I, it, it, it's, it's just nuts. Um, nobody knows this land like the First Nations. Nobody knows the land like First Nations people. Mm and nobody knows the stars like first nations people over their land Mm -hmm. right nobody so there you want a teacher
1: yes that's where you find it and it is that that passion of knowledge because that's really what um what is so important yeah and
0: it's connection to the earth and connection to the history and again that that balance Mm. Um, yeah yeah the world is a small place though And I think that's where, and it's gone so far, it's broken, it's broken. And I think it's going to require the science to fix it, that it Mm. didn't require before the science Mm. kind of invented (laughs) the plastic that screwed (laughs) it up. So it's like, it's it's like one of those things. So it's the same science that's going to get us out of this, the same science that introduced the cane toad. But it is, but this is where we stand.
1: Mm, this is where we stand. It's interesting. Final, final question. I can't not ask you about astrology because I know you're very passionate about it, as as am I. And so as, astrologically, I mean, how do, how do how does that feature in your life? Like, do you do you live your live your life like i know people who literally uh, yeah. make their plans based on the um, based on the transits is, is that how you- i
0: do my transits i have a very strong sense of where my major transits are i'm not i don't go into the everyday um i get a sense of the lunar but i don't go into it so venus mars mercury is they're too quick but i'm i've always got my eye on pluto pluto dominates my chart and i've always got to keep an eye on it <laughs> um and and of course at the moment I've got Uranus transiting in my midheaven, which is why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the technology of the moment. Sort of opened my mm.
1: uh,
0: opened my consideration to be here. Um, mm. So I've this I've never done a podcast before.
1: Really, well you're a, a, you're you're a, you're a natural, definitely. So. <laughs> it, <laughs> A- and any final, any final thoughts? Where can people find out more about you and about your work and about estuary learning?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, it's estuarylearning.com. Um, oh, no, it isn't that. It's um, www.estuarylearning.org.au. Okay. Cool. Find out about us.
1: We've got
0: a good sense of community. You want to learn more, that's a good place to start. You want to, you want to study some, talk to us. We've got some such fine teachers connected to some courageous courses that are still out there.
1: it sounds wonderful but Nancy thank you so much for spending time with us thank you and let me acknowledge you for everything you've done over many years in this area and um, and for you know continuing to champion the uh, importance of natural health earth medicine and all the things that we've talked about today thank you so much and uh, I look forward to continuing the conversation next time definitely have to do a part two I think maybe we'll focus more on astrology that time but happy. (laughs) 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 thank you so much and thanks everyone for listening and we will will see you next time thank you now